so today as mentioned we are going to talk about you know few more couple of things in terms of networking very first thing which we are going to talk about here is networking media okay so if i talk about network or networking guys what do you understand by the term network or networking so when i'm saying network okay uh, so we are you know two or more systems interacting with each other or communicating with each other sharing the data so if i'm sending a message to you on whatsapp facebook that is done through the network only okay so in a more simpler language if you have to talk about network consider your network as a uh, city okay consider your network as your city fine and now see if you have to move the traffic in that city you need roads for that you need a roadmap agree correct you definitely need a roadmap to move the traffic because see if there is only one road then obviously a lot of uh, traffic jam will be there and you won't be able to move correct because traffic can be from both the side so in order to move the traffic efficiently we need a proper roadmap for our city so that roadmap when we talk about that is something known as your networking topologies okay so network is your city and the roadmap of that city to distribute or to get the flow of the traffic is known as your topologies sounds good regarding topologies we are going to talk about later after this concept of bounded network and inbounded one perfect so networking media also known as network network communication media refers to the physical channels which are used to transmit data between computers devices or other network components the type of networking media used can have a significant impact on the speed reliability and cost of a network type of networking media are your bounded network media and your unbounded network media so moving on to the networking media since we are talking about how networks are being transmitted or how things are being sent you know or from different different uh, channels or how your data is being transferred in that type so when you are talking about networking uh, type media we have bounded and unbounded when i am saying bounded it means we are using some kind of a wires unbounded as in wireless wireless okay wired and wireless uh, in, in terms of transmitting the data have you seen if you talk about your televisions your tvs so there is a digital cable which we used to put you know uh, on our televisions isn't it nowadays also we have a smart tv through which you know we connected with the um, wireless or you can say wifi and you know with the help of it can uh, show us some shows or you know all those things but still we do have some televisions in which we keep or we use those cables which we insert on the television and through which we get the uh, you know all those channels and we are able to see them correct so basically when we talk about those kind of a cables they are known as your coaxial coaxial yes exactly okay coaxial cable so these are your bounded ones right these are your bounded cables we can say and with the television which we are talking about it absolutely is your coaxial cable okay so coaxial cable or we call it cox c o a x okay coaxial or cox uh, 
basically they are designed to transmit high frequency signals okay so copper coaxial cable they are one of the most commonly used types of uh, networking media particularly in your ethernet networks okay so these are one of the most commonly used type of networking media particularly ethernet network and coaxial cable consists of a central copper wire surrounded by layer of insulation a metallic shield and an outer jacket you can say this plastic jacket is known as your outer uh, jacket you can say metallic shield is a conducting shield okay then we have uh, your dielectric insulator which is insulating layer and then we have this inner conductor or we get it center conductor also that is the same thing okay so they are designed to transmit the high frequency signals okay so it is like uh, you can say comprise of a round copper conductor and you know then we have these three layers of insulation and shielding which prevents any uh, you know cross talking from motors or any lightning disruption or if there is any other sources of uh, electromagnetic induction it helps you to prevent from them basically okay so these are there in order to prevent from any kind of a these electromagnetic induction okay so since these are very you know uh, coaxial this, this this shield construction we have in our coax cable or coaxial cable that is the reason it supports longer cable lengths between two devices so we generally have this uh, you know there are number of different types of cox okay but uh, only you know uh, like rg59 rg6 they get the most use of this residential based application you can say okay rg basically if i talk about rg rg uh, as in like this okay so this basically this name rg it goes back to world war second and it basically means your radio guide okay i'm just talking about how that name concluded sounds good yes exactly uh Arun, correct okay rg59 basically it's the basic aux cable it's thinner and has less shielding and best suited for your cable tv transmission or for any you know these kind of scenarios rg6 coaxial cable it's basically for heavier gauge and have thicker insulation and better shielding okay so for any digital video signals in satellite tvs these are pretty much used for that as well just giving an idea about these things okay then we do have your uh copper twisted cables copper twisted pair cables i have seen many people were uh writing for copper pair uh, twisted pair cables right can i say it was also used basically like it's often used for your telephone communications and nowadays obviously we have this most you know this modern ethernet networks also so basically it is kind of a wiring in which two conductors of a you know the single circuit circuit that twisted together okay so pair of wires are there correct which forms basically a circuit for you you know which will be helping to transmit the data and the pairs they are twisted together to provide protection against any again cross talk you know those regarding that emi protection right electromagnetic interference so there are two types of ones which you have just mentioned right uh got them exactly eight cables four cables, uh, four pairs that's more in depth you're talking about that's correct 
So two types of twisted pair cables are there. Uh, uh, Ethernet cables are there. Unshielded twisted pair. I'm gonna write it. UTP we call it. Right? Unshielded twisted pair. And we have STP also, which is known as your shielded twisted pair. Okay? Yeah. So commonly used UTP copper table, which you guys were talking about, is what? Your CAT5. And the STP copper table, basically, they have a foil wrapped outside on each pair of wires actually over there. Okay? So the four pair of wires, they are wrapped in an, you know, overall metallic uh, foil or you can say that particular braid and uh, you know uh, regarding that so basically this helps you to get the better capacity of resisting noise uh, you know than your UTP cable okay so in very simple way if I have to say like in your home router I would say maybe we can see we have twisted pair cable but if we talk about an organization base we have a uh, uh, like we have home base is a UTP and more of a few organization pairs that will be more of an STP. So for example, um, if you talk about like, have you ever seen if you keep your router behind, you know, near to any home router, near to any fridge or these uh, medias, uh, you know, the speed of a router gets slow or the signals strength gets slow. Yeah? So that's why, that's your UTP in terms of that if I have to uh, convey it to you. On this, uh, yeah, Gautam, it will reduce the interference, correct. So basically, uh, you know, you will see a couple of things like uh, 10 base T or 10 G base T, right? These things also. We talk about in these terms of medias. Basically, it's X base T if I have to talk about, right? X base T. So. So it's an Ethernet standard for your local area network. Okay, this 10 base T if I'm writing this X base T guys, it is your Ethernet standard for your local area network. Okay, uh, and one of your, uh, we can say physical media specified in your IEEE 802.3 standard, it is one of them, right? So ten, whenever if you see uh, 10 base T, something like that, Okay, 10 base T or X base T. So here X is replaced by your 10 in short. So whenever I'm writing 10 base T guys, always remember 10 base T means it supports 10 megabits Mbps we can say per second, 10 megabits per second. Okay, this is transmission speed over your twisted pair, you know, uh, cabling. And uh, you can say it has a maximum length of 100 meters over there. Okay, 100 uh, meters. Okay, so 10 refers to a maximum transmission speed of 10 Mbps over here. Base refers to your baseband signaling. Base represents to your baseband signaling, which means that it can only carry Ethernet signals on that particular medium. Okay, and T refers to the twisted, as in twisted pair cabling make sense transmission speed baseband signaling that means only ethernet medium or you know it will only carry ethernet signals on the medium and t over here refers to the twisted as in twisted pair cabling on this section then we talk about fiber optic cables what is fiber optic cables 
So <clears throat> fiber optic cable, as mentioned over here, fiber uh, optic cables, they are a type of cable that uses optical fibers to transmit data. They are widely used in telecommunications, networking and data transmission due to their high bandwidth, low signal loss and immunity to electromagnetic interference. It consists of one or more optical fibers, which are thin stand, strands of glass or plastic that transmit light signals over there. Fiber optic cables, they're also known as a optical fiber cable. That's same thing. So they are type of Ethernet cables, which you know consists of, you can say one or more optic fibers that are used to transmit the data. Okay. So basically what is the key point over here is fiber optic cable that transmit data as pulses of light. Right. As your pulses of light correct that go through tiny tubes of glass okay nowadays you might have seen you know we have fiber connections isn't it right so we generally go with that correct so you can see the transmission capacity of optical fiber cable is um, 26,000 times higher than that any of our twisted pair cable. Okay, the transmission capacity of optical fiber cable is 26,000 times higher than that of your twisted pair cable. So, in short, like you know, if I have to give a uh, you can say general idea about the difference between in terms of these three twisted cable coexistence, optical fiber cable. So, in terms of signal transmission. Listen very carefully in terms of signal transmission. Uh, interested pair cable, it takes place in the electrical form, you know, over your metallic conducted wires. Okay. In coaxial, it takes place uh, takes place in the electrical form over the inner conductor of the cable. And in optical, it takes place in an optical form over the glass fiber. Okay. Glass uh, fiber. Okay. Installation. Uh, Twisted pair cable, quite simple and easy. Okay. Coaxial, relatively difficult, but fiber is more difficult than that, right? Uh, got them exactly, you know, costly, obviously. Yeah. Right. If I talk about external magnetic field, external magnetic field, in twisted pair cables, they can be affected due to the external magnetic field. If you talk about Coaxial, the actual magnetic field is less affected. Yeah, it can be like you know less affected by that. But in optical fiber, will we get affected by any external magnetic field? Not affected, right? So in, in terms of if I talk about you know uh, any uh, cause of power loss, so in twisted power loss can be there due to the conduction and radiation, right? Similarly for your uh, coaxial power loss can be there due to the conduction. But in optical fiber, you know. Uh, power loss due to the, there will be absorption, scattering or bending of the fiber cable. That's why we have always, always seen whenever you apply for the fiber connection, they say, you know, wire is very sensitive. Can you take care of that? Just in terms of data rate, you know, twisted pair cable, they support, uh, uh, I would say comparatively low, coaxial moderately, uh, fiber, very high data rate is there, right? And cost, in terms of cost, fiber is the most expensive one uh, i guess you guys have already uh, you know uh, figured that out but yeah in terms of this uh, this is quite 
unbounded as we were discussing uh, i guess you guys were also saying about the same unbounded network is what wireless networking which is also known as unbounded network media it is a type of networking that uses radio waves to transmit data over the airways right so components of wireless networking include your wireless access points wireless networking interface cards wireless routers wireless adapters right uh, what is wan guys what is wan if i just talk about wan only when we are using routers in order to uh, you know communicate ascending the data is your unbounded network media over there now next thing is network topologies which i was talking about previously right when we talk about network is what consider network as like your city and when we talk about in terms of topologies they'll be considered as your roadmap of it right it will be considered as your roadmap uh which will be helping you to distribute the traffic or which will be helping you to you know uh, get uh, automating the flow of that particular traffic that will be known as your topologies that will be your network topologies like you know which will be helping you how your data in terms of uh, digital form it will be helping you to uh, know how your data guys which, which uh, it will be uh, flowing or how it will be being sent all right so that's what how your topologies define so network it's just like you know two or more system being connected and you know uh, basically interacting with each other or transmitting data to each other whereas if we talk about the network topologies they will be helping you to define how the data will be flowing into it all right so when we talk about network topologies we have different different type of topologies over here burst topology star mesh ring and hybrid so if i talk about the very first one which is your burst topology so when you talk about burst topology if you can see you know over here burst topology is a single cable handles all the computers in the network basically this is also something which is known as your backbone okay this is also something which is known as your backbone over here all right so basically one cable is there which is handling the entire thing for you okay so in burst topology a single cable handles all the computer uh, computers in the network a single cable carries all the information intended for all nodes in the network okay so in case if this cable uh got any kind of a damage the entire thing is gone okay the entire thing is gone and one more thing if pc1 over here is trying to send anything to pc8 okay if pc1 is trying to send anything to pc8 it will be gone over here as well see right this is how the flow will be there but yeah and i see the manage and you know network interface cards are there so only pc8 will be accepting that message in short you can say and you'll be able to read the data that's your bus topology so this particular line which we have seen in case if this line breaks okay in case if this line got any kind of a damage entire connection will be down entire 
connection will be down over there. Okay, start topology. Uh, it consists of what a central node connected to compu the computers in the networking network using a cable, right? So each node or computer in the network connects individually to the central node, right? So if you see the image also over here, each and every node is connected independently over there, correct? They are connected individually to the central node and the data is being transferred to them over there. Make sense? So if A is trying to send the data to B, or sorry, A is trying to send any data to F, what was being happening? It goes to the central server, we can say. And then from A, the request is taken into the one part and it checks where is F. F is on the sixth part, right? That it sends directly to the F. Instead of sending it to everyone, it is being sent directly to the F1. Correct? But in case, if this, uh, you know, central one goes off, the switch which we are talking about, okay, if you are using a hub or a switch, that is a start topology, by the way, for everyone, in case if you are getting confused for this. If I'm using any hub or a switch, that is an example of your start topology right over there in terms of your local area network, your LAN connections, right? In case if this switch, if this main center part fails, or is down that means everything will be gone all right that's your start anyone who can tell me what happens in your the next one which is your mesh topology all devices are connected to each other exactly right so mesh topology all the computers in the network connect with each other the design confirms the passage of data between every computer even in the failure of any one computer right what does that mean that in case if uh, you know this a let's suppose this is a okay and this is your b so in case if this failure is there okay or uh, this line of connection is failure or maybe many ways are there to transfer the data to B, right? Either this way, either this way, right? From here, then here, then from here to here. Many ways are there as we can see, right? Even in case if this is down, okay, this C is down, still doesn't mean that data will be stopped. It can be still be transferred, correct? From here to here as well, or directly from here to here. Make sense? So, you know, all the nodes or uh, devices that are directly or partially connected to each other over here, you can say, okay? So point-to-point -point connections, we can say, it makes your point-to-point connection. Uh, Gaurav, yeah, time taking is complex. City will be increased, but reliability will be increased, right? Uh, uh... Hamda Al-Mansuri, yes, absolutely right. The budget and various other factors are also taken into the consideration, isn't it? So, in case, uh, see, data transfer rate is high over here, okay? Data transfer rate is high. 
operational log, all of them can be used depending on the situation, depending on the budget, depending on the requirements, isn't it? Failure chances, few. Few failure chances, sorry about that writing, okay, this is uh, kind of acting weird. All right. Um, new nodes as in new devices abc are nodes only new nodes can be uh, added easily okay as compared to others and connection is made fast okay uh, strong connection is there uh, all the nodes you can say i can also include in terms of security if i'm talking about like all the nodes can make more secure network and privacy of data is also stable in this one okay as you know, connection between two devices, point-to-point -point connection. So it is more secure than has a few chances of to be used unauthorized way. Make sense? So mesh topology example in real time. Anyone heard about Zigbee or uh, Google Home? I guess Google Home will make more sense, right? right? So these are your example of your mesh topology. And then we have our ring topology, guys. What do you mean by ring topology? Token base exactly. So, uh, ring topology connects all nodes in the network, right? The data circulates in the network until intended recipient accepts the data. The data travels on the network in how many directions? In one direction, right? In ring topology, these nodes they're connected to each other in a ring form. Okay, the data travel from one node to another in a form of a Ring. Okay. Then a form of a ring. So suppose you can say computer A wants to send data to computer any, uh, or computer one wants to send any data to computer four or something like that. Then this data will be first, you know, placed in the packet, and then this packet is transferred uh, to computer B, then to computer C, and then finally to the computer D. Okay. So data over here or you can say com uh, computer one to computer two the computer three to computer four so basically data is traveling in the form of packets in the ring topology so if the data is received in the target node then the you know this empty packet is passed to the next node until it reaches to the source code again over there okay so that that source code will finally know for the source node will finally know that the data is received successfully as in one was sending something to four right so it will be passed from 2 to 3 to 4. 4 will be accepting that data. Correct? That a packet will be accepted by the fourth one. Okay. That is a target node. So then this will be, since the 4 will accept it, the packet becomes empty now. Now empty packet will be passed to your 1. So that once that empty packet is received by 1, 1 will get to know that this packet has been successfully received by your 4. Ring topology, it connects all nodes in the network, data circuits in the network until it intended recipient accepts the data and data travels on the network in one direction. So for example, if you talk about from this image, if you can see, here we are trying to say that one is trying to send any data to four. Okay, let's, we are taking that example, that one is trying to send any data to four. We are taking that into consideration. So that data will be going to two, three, and then it will be reached to four. Okay, so that, data, that packet uh, has been received by four now now four will be doing what four will be passing the um empty packet 
and that empty packet will be received by one so that one will get to know that this particular packet whatever he uh, one sent to four has been successfully accepted by four that's why the four is sending the empty packet okay so it's a tokenized format this is what it is uh how it is going okay do you know who is the father of topology by the way Johann Benedict around 19th century i guess if i'm not wrong uh, he introduced the term topology in the 19th century something like this yeah so then that will be your ring topology which can be used in your school colleges basically for small environment is being used a university campuses also so these it can include some optical fibers you can say uh yeah uh, you know which is used in telephone lines where data and information travel can from can be traveled from one device to another in the unidirectional path to all other computers or laptops connected to the same network you know these things so it can be used basically in your lan and wan networks also now the next thing is networking devices so since we are talking about networking guys obviously devices will be required right so we have hub switches router bridge gateways modem and repeater okay so if i talk about hub so it's not so smart device right when we talk about hub guys hub is absolutely not so smart device what it does basically it does what it broadcasts your messages agree it broadcasts your so if a is let, let's suppose is a hub right here it is a hub right if this device is trying to send anything towards the device what basically this hub does it will be sending it to each and everyone connected to it right but for whoever it is meant to be only that particular device will be able to read it or to you know uh, accept it others will be neglecting it um yeah so hub is like that's why we call it dumb device because it broadcasts a message to each and everyone now think about in this way guys uh, although i'm not talking in terms of like more technical right now i'm just giving an idea about it what if an attacker is there sitting over here in the hub network on this one of the system so it means that attacker is also receiving the same message of the same data right agree and through some malicious ways that attacker can read the data also kind of if you talk about you know sniffing is a concept in terms of cyber security we're not diving into it i'm just giving an idea sniffing is a concept okay that is related to this one so if you're using hub quite of a you know chances are that attackers can get to it it's prone to hack yes so hub is a network device that is used to connect multiple devices on network hub works uh, by receiving data from one device and sending it to all other devices connected to it all devices connected to hub receives all the data that is transmitted on the network regardless of whether the data is intended for them or not switches right guys what is a switch switch is a networking device that connects devices on a network and enables them to communicate with each other it operates at the data link layer of the osi model and is 
commonly used in LANs. So it forwards data packets to the appropriate device on the network based on the destination MAC address. So what special thing over here is, it's kind of a, uh, you know, we can say intelligent or a smart device. Okay. So here, what do we have? Like a CAM table is maintained, guys. CAM table as in, that's your content addressable memory. Okay. So here you can say the port and the MAC address are defined. The port and the MAC addresses are defined in this CAM table. So that, so that it keeps a record of it, you know, which device or which system is on which node, something like that. I need all this port and your MAC, something like this is stored. MAC address, MAC address is your, uh, if you read the OSI layer, right? OSI model. So that's your MAC address. Okay, so every device, they do have your physical address. Something guys, uh, it's a, how can we say, 12 digit, digit hexadecimal number, right? Which is uh, given to every device connected to the network. So it's your media access control address. Media access control uh, address, okay? So um, that's given to each device. It's like a physical address. So logical address, you can say, is your IP address, just like the street or city you're living in. MAC address is more specific, your flat number, you know, your house number, that's a MAC address, the physical uh, address of it. Okay. So anyway, it maintains a port in your, you can say basically your CAM table is maintained in which things will be recorded. So for example, if I'm saying, um, these are A, B, C, D, and E. Okay, for example, like this it is. So I'm just giving any random names, okay? As in, for the MAC also. As I mentioned, MAC is a 12-digit hexadecimal number, but I'm just giving anything. Something like this will be maintained. So now what, what is going to happen if A is trying to send any data to D? So A will be checking, you know, where is D? We get to know that this D is on port number D and this MAC address is DD. So that data will be directly traveling to D instead of going to any other, anyone else like this. Or here we have given an example of E, the same thing. A CAM table is maintained. CAM table is like kind of a memory for it, content addressable memory in which a port and MAC address are defined. MAC address is something which is a physical address of each and every device connected to it in that particular network, okay? It is a very unique one. So now if anyone is trying to send any message, see in hub, it was being broadcasted, right? It was being sent to everyone. Here now, if A wants to send any message to E, for example, it will be directly passed to E instead of being sent to B, C, D. So it will check from the CAM table. It will see, okay, where is E? And then it will be directly sent to the E. Router. What is a router? I guess I believe everyone uh, yeah, nowadays is using a router, right? So unmanaged switch, these switches, they have a simple plug and play design and they do not offer any advanced configuration options, okay? So for small networks, we can go for the, you know, uh, this particular unmanaged one. Managed switches, on the other hand, they offer the advanced configuration options like your VLANs, link aggregation, these kind of things are there. For larger or more complex network, we, you know, or allow for the centralized management, you go with the uh, managed switches, okay? Just giving a difference over here. Routers, router is what? It's a device. Uh, you can say like a switch that will be basically routing your data packets 
based on their based on their what ips based on their ip addresses ip addresses is your logical address always remember that okay okay so if you check for the network configuration in your system also in your network adapters you will see there's a ip address written over there like 192.168.0.1 something like this okay clear so uh router is what it's your network layer device right so router they can normally connect your lan and wans and have a dynamically updating routing table which is uh, you know based on which you can make decisions routing your data packets basically okay so it can have or it's it has your dynamically update updating routing table okay as in way to send the data basically it will update it dynamically or finding the path for you also make sense the router is the device used for connecting two different networks router transmit packets among several interconnected networks they send packets from a network to other important destinations in a network so just for example uh, from one LAN to another LAN, it can be transferred as well right from one LAN to another into internet also it gives you internet connectivity so router just to let you know one more information in terms of router guys this let's suppose this is your router okay and this is your computer your pc in your internal network internal network as in which is inside one let's suppose in your house you are connected with the router no so that's your internal network okay and then we have internet also as in external world isn't it external world makes sense so just to let you know uh just to let you know router on this side guys you will get your private ip or we can call it also internal ip generally which starts from 192.168 which you often see on this external side for the world it will be totally different one so you know if you do what if you open a command prompt in your system okay if you type the windows uh button or windows plus search and you write cmd okay cmd as in for command prompt if you do that it will open a cmd for you command prompt in that prompt command prompt if i write ip config like this ip configuration it tends to give you can you see it gave me an ip 192.168.0.183 isn't it right that is your private one which your router is giving to you but if i go to the browser and type what is my ip it will be totally different see make sense now what i was trying to say okay i hope it's clear to know uh, till this point right bridges is also there as a we can see bridges combines two network segments and manages the network traffic for you simple it filters the traffic that at the network boundaries okay uh, read the mac address of each frame and forward data packets or data to the address destination devices so it's operates at your data link layer 
okay uh, so bridge is what it's kind of a sort of a we can say repeater repeater is something which will be helping you to amplify the uh, network right so uh, you know so basically within it has this add-on functionality where you can filter the content by reading the MAC address of the source and destination. So it will be used for interconnecting. Basically, it will be used for interconnecting, right? Uh, two LANs working on the same protocol. So you can say these are interconnecting two LANs. This is LAN 1 and this is LAN 2, local area network 1, local area network 2. So this broad, uh, bridge, sorry, this bridge is used in order to interconnect this LAN 1 with LAN 2, okay? Gateway act as an entry point for the network that try to connect to an internal network, okay? So as the name suggests over here, it is a passage, okay, uh, to connect two networks that may work upon different networking models over there, right? So they work basically as a messenger agents that will be taking data from one system, interpret it and transfer it to another system. Okay. Nowadays the router is including it, right? Nowadays we are having in router only, isn't it? So, so they work as a messenger agent that will be taking data from one system, interpreted and transfer it to another system. Okay. So it acts like a you know a gate among the networks. Okay. So it is uh, like defined as a node, we can say, which act as an entrance for the other nodes in the same network. Okay. So helping you to enable the traffic flow within the same network. All right. Adding to this modem is there, which you have used for the, you know, uh, you can say in terms of internet also, right? So modem is a networking device that allows devices to connect to the internet using a telephone lines, cable, fiber optic connection. You have used this modem connections also, right? Isn't it? When you go for the Wi-Fi connection, you might have seen the modem being used or mobile connections along with that, or telephone connections are, you know, attached to it. So it's a contraction of the words modulator and demodulator, and its primary function is to convert, basically the primary function is to convert your digital signals into your analog signals and vice versa. That's a main working or a uh, key line for this particular thing, which is your modem. Repeater, as I mentioned, repeater is what? Like an amplifier, basically, okay? So repeater, they operates as your physical layer. So as a physical layer, it's uh, job basically, uh, you know, uh, to regenerate or amplify the signal that have weakened over long distances, right? So they regenerate the signal over the same network before the signal becomes too weak or it becomes corrupted, you know, and then basically uh, it extends the length you know, so that the particular signal can be transmitted over the same network. All right. So, uh, you know, when the signal becomes weak, basically they do what they copy bit, uh, they copy it bit by bit, and then they regenerate it as a, you can say, you know, a characters and, you know, connecting to the original strength. So it's kind of a two port device. Okay. Two port device. So basically whenever there's a weak signal they copy it bit by bit and then regenerate it okay regenerate it and uh then the and that original strength is being sent out that's how your repeater works okay so it's not amplifying it just uh, to let you know amplifying is a word being used but whenever the connection is weak it uh, copies it 
bit by bit and then regenerate it. Then TCP IP suite, if you talk about, uh, previously you might have read about what, if I'm not wrong, OSI model, right? So TCP IP is there, right? Uh, OSI model, if I talk about TCP IP, which one is the one which we actually use? Conceptually, okay. See, when we talk about OSI model, always remember that it's just a reference model. When you talk about TCP IP is something which is really being implemented. Okay. OSI is never being implemented. Always remember that. So we talk about TCP IP, uh, transmission control protocol, internet protocol. So basically the set of protocol that is used to transmit data over the internet. Four layered protocol developed in 1970s by the US Department of Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, which is a ARPANET. We call it ARPANET also, right? It is made of two main protocols, TCP and IP. These two protocols work together to ensure the data is transmitted efficiently and securely over the internet, right? It describes that uh, the end-to-end -end communication between two machines and thereby determining the addressing, routing, and transmission of data. Earlier, you can say it is more of a it was being used for the military purpose, okay? Uh, basically, it is used for your uh, military purpose, okay? Then the government went and then it is made publicly. Uh, in this one, basically, if we talk about earlier, you can see without this TCP IP thing, uh, you know, it would be like, you know, Dell would be interacting with Dell, HP would be interacting with HP, right? Security was not there, but with the help of TCP IP, security, uh, multiple protocols, uh, you know, uh, were being uh, handled and, you know, they were being used and multiple devices would be able to connect with each other. That's what has been given by your TCP IP in, more in terms of that, more in terms of security and working process. So it's, as I mentioned, four-layered protocol, guys, you can say it's four-layered protocol. It can be five-layered protocol also. That's absolutely fine. Okay, that's nothing which is quite of a mandatory thing because since it was never documented, it was never on, oh, you can say papers, different, different authors, if you look out for, different, different authors will be explaining it in different, different ways. Okay, so some will be writing it four layers, some will be writing it five layers, but everything is quite similar. There is nothing to be, uh, you know, um, afraid about it. So that's absolutely fine. Different author, they write in different ways. So TCP/IP basically it works by breaking data into packets, which are small chunks of data that can be transmitted over the network. So each packet in TCP/IP contains a header, which includes information about the source and destination IP address, the sequence number, and the data being transmitted. So when a computer wants to send data to another computer over the internet, it first breaks down the data into packets and then sends them over the network. So the packets, they are then routed from one device to another until they reach their destination. So at the destination, the packets, they are reassembled into the original data. This is done used by using the sequence numbers in the packet headers to put the packets back to the correct order, okay? So guys, TCP IP, as mentioned over here, it includes headers where your source destination addresses are there, uh, your sequence number, which will be telling in case if a packet has been not been sent or dropped, it will help you to note it down which packet is not being transferred yet, right? That sequence is, it helps you to maintain that particular sequence. And whenever it is received by the receiver, how oh, that particular packets uh, needs to be, you know, um, sequenced, that is also helpful. Uh, that is also done by the help of your sequence number. Then, yeah, so four application, the four layers which we were talking about previously, right? So application layer, uh, transport, internet, and network is still there. Okay, 
in OSI model, if I talk about guys, how many layers were there? Seven layers, right? So in which application layer, presentation layer, and your session layers, layer number seven, layer number six, layer number five, correct? They are all included in terms of your application layer for your TCP IP. Just always remember that. Okay, in this application layer, in terms of application uh, working of TCP IP, I'm just like, talking about the application layer, the presentation, and your session also. It's all included in your application layer of your TCP IP. Okay. Um, then transport layer, if you talk about Again, responsible for end-to-end -end communication between devices it includes protocols such as TCP, UDP, right? TCP as in your which one is connection oriented and which one is connectionless, or which is reliable and unreliable. UDP as in user datagram protocol. Okay. Yes. UDP is unreliable. TCP is reliable. Okay. Why? Just to let you know, guys, TCP is where you get the acknowledgement at the end. In UDP, there is no acknowledgement. So, for example, just to give a simple example, TCP is like if you're sending an email, uh, you know, your that email reaches to you. Otherwise, it won't stop in between, something like that. Okay. It makes sure that it is received by the other person or the receiver. Whereas if you talk about the UDP, UDP considered like a, you know, you're watching a movie on your television. You're watching a movie in your television. So what happens, let's suppose if you watched a movie and, you know, you, you watched it for one, one hour and all of a sudden there's a power outage in your place and then there's no light, no electricity for around half an hour. Okay. Now tell me one thing. Once the power is back, will your movie start from one hour only? Or it will be start from one hour 30 minutes in your television. One hour 30 minutes, right? So see, it is not taking your acknowledgement. It doesn't like for them, it doesn't matter. The movie is was being played at 30 minutes or also also being passed. It doesn't mean you were there or not. It doesn't matter for it. Make sense? Reliable and unreliable now? Internet layer, it is responsible for routing the packets across the internet. It uses protocols such as your IP, uh, right? IP addresses, those things are being used. Uh, network access layer, it is responsible for the physical transmission of data packets over the network. It includes protocols like your Ethernet, Wi-Fi, token ring, which are used to transmit data over different types of physical media. So you can see a data link layer plus your physical layer is part of your network access layer. Your data link plus physical layer. If you talk about internet, it's your network layer of your OSI model. Okay. Comparing OSI and TCP guys, just to let you know, OSI since we talk about seven layers, only connection oriented communication was being done. But as I mentioned, TCP IPC, both connection and connectionless, UDP and TCP are being used. Clear? TCP IP model is based on the practical implementation protocols. As I mentioned, see, network never was being documented directly just to uh, you know, uh, save themselves from any kind of a uh, enemy at that time it was in wartime basically okay so tcp ip model is based on the practical implementation of protocols around which the internet was developed arpa 
internet okay always remember that arpanet whereas the osi model was often reference uh, referred as your reference model uh, which is a generic protocol independent standard so see to learn about the flow of it osi model is quite uh, great for learning perspective but always remember in practically we implement the tcpip okay so see first pointer we got osi was connection oriented tcpip connection connectionless okay connection oriented connectionless also OSI model defines services, intervals, and protocols where TCP/IP uh, does not def uh, provide a clear distinction between these things, right? But I'm just telling you in, uh, this, uh, you know, as I mentioned, in application, where is the pointer, mouse pointer? In application, we have these three, and network access, these two. Okay. See, guys, when you visit an application, application you open the Google Chrome, that's an application for you, right? Or you are accessing a Gmail account, that's an application for you. Agree? So got the point, one more difference why OSI is not uh, considered mainly in TCP, like TCP IP, everything is being considered in the application layer. But when you talk about OSI layer, OSI model, we were creating what? Encryption was being done, then the session was being created, remember? But it's actually the other way around. IP is a network layer protocol present in a TCP IP communication protocol suite. Okay, so data is always sent as packets or datagrams in the networking, right? In network layer, we send in terms of packets. Always remember that, okay? Uh, in transport layer, data segmentation is there. In network layer, the data is known as your packets. In uh, data link layer, your data is known as your frames, right? Okay, always remember that. Anyway, uh, the data is always sent as a packet, so datagrams in networking, it provides uh, and uh, unanimously defined address that eliminates the need to create a connection before sending data. IB provides the datagram service that carries information or data to the destination without much guarantee regarding the confirmed arrival of the packets at the destination. See nothing, it's just simply saying that IPs are used to send your data, okay? So if I'm sending any data from here, from my system to your system, okay? Uh, when I'm sending one, oh, sorry, when I'm sending a data from my system to your uh, to your system what we are doing what uh, you know we are using ips for that so my system ip will be there or like you know my router will be managing that ip and then your uh, router's ip i'll be needing and then you know that particular data will be sent from my ip to your ip to that particular location uh, successfully with the help of your ip address that's how your ips are being used Naveen, as I mentioned before, MAC is a physical address, IP is your logical address. Okay, IP, consider it like your city, street name. MAC address is more of your like room number, you know, flat number, exact location of it. All right. So IPs are useful in terms of that. Okay, without IPs, you can you know, you won't be able to access the internet also, isn't it? So that way. So in IP, we have IPv4, IPv6, okay. Guys, see, uh, since we are dealing nowadays with the IoT, right, Internet of, Internet of Things, we have what, Alexa, Google Home, Tesla cars, refrigerators, uh, you know, uh, uh, washing machines, everything is being connected with an Internet, Siri, <laughs> mobile phone, right? So, what I'm trying to say, they are being connected with the Internet. Since they are being connected with an internet, will they be getting an IP? For sure, right? Isn't it? So see, whenever they are getting an IP, that means uh, 
they using ips are being utilized correct but you all also agree with this point right there will be a limitations in terms of ips agree so shortage of ips were there in ipv4 that's why we have been switched to ipv6 as well okay so see example of this is 12389467272 basically if you take an example which we just saw 192.168.0.180 something something that is also the same thing okay um so here see guys uh, when we talk about ipv4 just giving you an idea about it it contains four octets first octet second third and fourth okay see guys uh, actually every octet contains eight bits every octet contains eight bits so this 123 as i mentioned these octets they are separated by dots okay and every octet has eight bits like one two three four five six seven eight eight bits are there right zero represents powered off bits one represents power on bits okay in terms of that binary ways zero represents a powered off and one represents powered on okay now see when you uh one thing why i said 255 is the maximum number i'm just make, taking a blank page for that One two three four five six seven eight dot one two three four five six seven eight dot I am just writing on the second line one two three six seven eight dot kindly ignore this one two three four five six seven eight see as I mentioned two fifty five is the last thing the biggest number over here right so now by 255 is the limit there's a reason for that guys in order to fill it 255 completely we needed to write like this one 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 okay if you want to make it like ip like 192.0 dot something so that entire thing will be filled with zero like this way okay now okay so like if my ip is like this 192 dot for example i'm writing like this 0 dot something something dot 255 that will be filled something like this so the second octet will be filled with zero zero zeros power off okay something in between and the 255 will be filled like this one 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 okay now why 255 is the uh, highest number over here reason being guys if i convert it this binary to decibel format if i have to convert it it will be converted in this way you know uh, remember 2 to the power 0 2 to the power 1 something like this 2 to the power 0 2 to the power 1 2 to the power 3 4 5 6 and 7 now see if we convert them 2 to the power 0 is your 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, and 128. If you add up all these things, you will get 255. That's why the reason is 255 is your maximum. It's a very key pointer, by the way. Uh, IPv4, which you guys were talking about, classes are defined class a class b class c and class d and class e okay i will say uh neglect all these things as of now 
this is for the id base main focus is for this just to remember for the initial basis okay class a you can say from 0.0.0 or or it's also written like this um okay so 1 to 126 sometime it is written like 1 to 126 also okay that is absolutely fine see 0, 0.0 and 127 basically that is for loop back range and you know for your uh, default gateway ranges that is for that sometime it is also written like 1 to 126 as in 1.0.0.0 to 126.255.255.255 okay now uh, here Class B is A, which is from 128 to 191. Class C is 192 to 223. Class D is for 224 to 239. Class E is for 240 and to 255. So guys, class D and E, we do not use it general for the general work, or you can say for us as in public. This is for you can say multicasting and or your testing purpose, more of a reserved one. We use class A, B and C generally, okay? class a b and c so in case if you see your network adapter in your system and if you try to enter any ip which is exceeding more than 223 it will say wrong ip over there it won't let you enter that ip into your system difference like ipv6 if i talk about just to give a quick idea before we wrap it up successful ipv4 and was designed to address the limitations ipv4 addressing particularly limiting the number of available ip address right so ipv6 addressing uses 128 ipv4 was a 32 okay ipv6 is your uh 128 bit okay same of the entire thing which we are seeing that is a public one so which uh ipv6 addressing uses a 128 bit address format which provides an almost limitless number of possible addresses ipv6 addressing uses a hexadecimal format which uses numbers 0 to 9 and letters a to f see 0 to 9 a to f as in um like this we define number like this 0 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 so a is represented by or 10 is represented by a 11 is b 12 is c this d is e and f like this okay 0 to f so 10 is represented in terms of a because see ipv6 longer ip is there so if you use numbers quite complicated things can get so in order to sort of uh, sort it out we use hexadecimal format now okay one of the main advantage of ipv6 addressing is much larger number of available ip addresses compared to ipv4 with 128 bits there are approximately these many possible ipv6 addresses. Uh, ipv6 addresses are there which is a significant increase from 4.3 billion addresses available in ipv4 like trillion trillions ips are available in ipv6 in short okay these are a couple of things which are example of ipv6 is mentioned over here okay so that's how ipv6 is displayed see hexadecimals are being used db right this way clear difference deployed in 1981 1999 for ipv6 32 128 separated by the dotted decimal notation hexadecimal notation is there Example is this, example is this, prefix notification, right? CIDI notation we can say over here is also there, slash one. Total number of address here, oh man, that's quite big <laughs> over here. 
configuration manually performs static or dynamic configuration auto configuration of address is available uh, ip6 is optional in terms of security that is ip6 which is you'll learn later that's in terms of security concept inbuilt support of ip6 okay 